What are the horses to follow? The forgetful runs, the stories on Racing Pulse. Bring on David Gately. Uh, it is time for David Gately's post-mortem, which is brought to you by the Flemington Racing Spectacular. The grand finale is on Saturday, March 25, for the $3 million Group 1 Tab Australian Cup. Book your ticket now at Ticketmaster. David Gately, good morning to you. What a weekend of racing, especially at headquarters on Saturday. I'm fascinated to find out who your loyal followers voted as the run of the day. Was it in secret who was the headline act or could it be a a potential superstar in the making like what you need how are you Gator? I'm well mate thanks for asking and um, hope you're well also yeah they, they certainly punters tend to gravitate to the best races um, and when there's a, a good strong winner uh, of, a, of a group one race um, that's the way they head mostly, and, and in secret, with 69% of the vote, was quite dominant, really. Espiona won the other group one on the, on the day across the country, 15%. What you need only had 11%, um, and Zoo got to just 5%. So, uh, yeah, gravitated strongly the punters to in secret. In the end, it was a, an easy watch uh, for those who... Like the three-year-old down in the weights, uh, she was just too good for them. And it was a, a race where the form lines really came to the fore. Uh, post-race, you look at and you go, gee, it's pretty easy to get that first four. Yeah, well, the three-year-olds of Quinellitis, of course, they won the Lightning, they won the Oar with Jack and O, albeit on protest. Uh, they've won a couple of um, second-level races in recent times with Lindemann, Cannonball again in Sydney. So, again, um, you know, we keep saying it, it's been a really good season if you've if you've gravitated to three-year-olds, at least in, in your thinking, um, you're probably in front of the ledger. And uh, In Secret was, um, was was an outstanding win. I mean, she she uh, was sort of off midfield and uh, just built speed, Just you know, despite them running along at a really fierce tempo. They went 34-2 off a standing start, first 600. Putting that into perspective, it's about 14 lengths quicker than all horses, but it's still five and a half lengths faster than Group 1 standard. So um, a really hot speed. And what happens when that happens is it tends to draw out the best athlete because they have to sustain speed for longer. And despite that hot speed, she still went home 33-3 to win. Um, only needed the sixth quickest last 100 to still be in front and win the race by length. But, um, yeah, three-year-olds won too. Uh, what do you make of the run of I Wish I Win? Look, he was good. You know, he was back. He came widest. I can argue till the end of time whether that was the A1 uh, ground. Um, you know, most of them didn't head out that far, but um, that's where he drew, and he needed clear running. So, um, look, he stormed home. He was race fastest, four to the two, and lofty strike was 0.1 quicker than in the last 200. So um, he just didn't quite get there. But first older horse home, he was 56 and a half. Uh, he didn't lose any admirers, but uh, didn't help our big multi. And I think Private Eye was gallant with 58. Uh, again, maybe the inside didn't suit as well, but, gee, he was, uh, he was tough to the line. He was great. I mean, what, what I found interesting, though, was him, when he won first up last time in the Gilgai, he travelled really well for a long time. This, this time, you know, maybe he was six months older, he just um, he took a little bit of uh, well, a lot of riding from a long way out, so he's just run off his feet a bit. Uh, I think that adds merit to the run. I mean, you go back and look at that Gilroy, they weren't running 
34-2, first 600. So that was probably as simple as that. He just, just run off his feet a bit. But look, he was still very strong. Only I wish I win was home quicker, you know, four to the two. And then he was third quickest home. So he kept sustaining that run. He's just a really good horse. Do you think uh, I wish I win's a sprinter or a miler? Um, I don't know. The, the win at 1,500 in the Golden Eagle was, was very strong. You know, Fangio is no slouch. This is a girl that's tested Animo twice this prep. Um, and she, he was able to beat her, although she was a touch unlucky. But, but he was really strong through the line. The 1,600-metre miss um, was on a wet track, wasn't it? So um, I think he runs it. But, uh, yeah, I think um, I'd much prefer him on dry ground. I think he's heading to the TJ, uh, maybe all uh, the all-aged as well. So uh, obviously weather will play a part in that, but that could be where he's likely to head there. Um, tell us, how did the run of what you need rate? Well, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a massive uh, guide on overall time just because of the, um, the, the, the sort of really slow tempo. They went uh, near 31 seconds first 500. So um, what does that mean on its own? Probably not a lot. But if you, if you line it up with um, his own uh, age bracket, which is the... Um, and, and class, so so three-year-old age bracket. He's gone ten lengths. So the leader has gone ten lengths below that. So they just didn't get a chance to run fast overall time. What he has done is absolutely zoom home. Thirty-two-seven last six hundred. Clearly the fastest of the day. No other horse broke thirty-three seconds. Um, so uh, you know. So what do you need to be elite? You see in secret when a. Newmarket, and what she done? She's come off a fast speed, still run fast time home. Um, what he's done is, well, the opposite end of that spectrum. They've gone slow early, but he's been able to absolutely sprint. So the next test for him uh, is to be able to absorb that pressure um, off a strong speed and still be kicking off it. I think he, he'll pass that test with flying colours, though. Yeah, you had a good day. Uh, he was your best in Melbourne. Uh, you had your best in Sydney win, your best value in Meridius as well at Flemington. Uh, the other horse that really caught the eye was V8, coming off that dominant maiden victory to win the Sires. Um, can you get a guide on how he performed? Well, you can because, you know, the, the clock never lies. So, you know, there was merit in the win on, in, from that perspective. And it was only his second career start, so... Not many are winning at 1,400 at Group uh, 2 level at their second career start. So there's that. Um, but on the clock, you know, time, uh, was, uh, speed was pretty solid. 48.6 had him pretty much, uh, well, just a tick above the class average. Overall time, uh, same, a tick above the class average. So a lot to like. If there's a knock on the race, um, it, it was pretty messy, wasn't it, uh, given the unfortunate um, fall and, and a couple of... Uh, those were really expected to run well, um, that were badly hampered or fell. So um, it doesn't detract from his win because there's merit on the clock and it was only his second start. But, um, uh, yeah, so something to be excited about for sure. Gee, there were a lot of forgives through the stewards' report on Saturday. Who were the, the headline acts for you from the Flemington meeting that we need to take note of heading forward? Yeah, well, sort of gravitating to those at the top end of the market, perhaps, sort of under 10 to 1, because a lot of punters would be more noteworthy. Look, Shock and Over was beaten in the first, but did have a little uh, internal bleed issue post-race. That might explain why he wasn't as dynamic as his previous few starts. Um, obviously, Rosetta, who was badly hampered 
in the CUNY. Freak of nature was forced right off the track. It was he attracted some interest that horse. Benny Mize, he's got a nice future as well. Life lessons, cover ground, forgive five. Bonus Notches, who was he's going really well, but pulled up with some lameness issues there. So a few that made the file that were, you know, under ten to one and can quickly hit back for you. Revolutionary Miss is just a, a really good filly. Um, she's a horse everyone would like to own, and she showed she was dominant on Saturday as well. But that's just her second career win. She's been taking on the best. That's the thing. You know, I think that's where it's a bit misleading. You, you look at her strike rate and you think, oh, is she a bit disingenuous? But that's not the case. She's just taking on the A1, you know, fillies. And what she's also done a couple of times is struck wet tracks. She's, she's much better on dry ground. Um, she did a really good job. They called in the uh, the CUNY, though, uh, 10, near 11 lengths below uh, Group 2, average four fillies. Uh, but she sprinted home fast. She overcame difficulties and ran home 11.52. So uh, second quickest of any horse all day and a, a lovely uh, win. Even though the margin was narrow, it was all on as hers. I think if she's out earlier, she wins by further. Mm. Is that in uh, a lot of other days? Well... Gee, he couldn't have trialled much better, you know. And um, you look at his form first up, and there's no reason why he, he wouldn't run well. I mean, he, he wasn't disgraceful. I mean, he's been beaten, what, 2.6 lengths into fifth. However, when you're given that perfect run um, that he was, I mean, Mark couldn't have ridden the horse any better than that. And um, so he was disappointing, Um and, you know, expectation was much higher from, from me. A lot of punters, you know, is well-supported. Right you are, it's just airborne at the moment. Can he win an Australian Cup? Well, I think it's a, um, it's not going to be a vintage edition, is it? Just because it looks like, you know, those sort of uh, the top-end horses, um, if you like, the animos of this world won't be there. So, um, But that's been the nature of this race for, for quite a while, with respect. Uh, you know, I think the... Uh, um, you know, it's probably a, a bottom end group one now, but um, yeah, he, he has to be in the conversation because he keeps winning. And I mean, uh, they did not muck around in that race, uh, an absolutely uh, ridiculous uh, tempo off a standing start 114, first 1200, had him 12 and a half lengths above the class average. So, a real test of endurance. Uh, he had the rails trail, so he was close to that hot speed, yet still raced fastest home. So, he's airborne. She got a lot the run of Yaffet in that race as well. Gee, there's a win in her soon, absolutely. Uh, it's got to be the right race. I, I don't think she'll beat a few of these um, often. Uh, but uh, look, she's beaten So You See, a really good mare. She, she's no slouch uh, Yaffet at all. Speaking of horses to follow, um, I was impressed with the 200-to-1 uh, stablemate of Lofty Strike in... Uh, the CUNY, uh, who made nice ground, Moya Lass. Lovely run. Yeah, her 11.56 home was amongst the quickest of the day and she was shuffled back sort of out of the race. She actually had a really good spot. She was 50 inside and you look back up at the top of the straight, she's back last. So all the runs came early. Given that slow speed, they had to get into the race and she got the backwash of that and then ran home hard. Obviously, if you're 200 to 1, it does cast some aspersions on um, that, but look, uh, in her, if you're looking at it in, in its um, exclusive, uh, just exclusively her, was a really good performance. Gator was a lovely ride by Mark Zara on Meridius in the last, but is there an argument to be made that 
is it me and Jenny Jerome should have almost run one too? Well, I think you could certainly argue that strongly. Um, you know, and I wouldn't um, necessarily argue with you. Um, you know, is it me? Just uh, got, did get over the heels of Meridius. No, I think 200 metres is probably enough time, you know, to run down uh, Meridius. But uh, in an ideal world, um, you want to have momentum sooner than that. Um, did, was Meridius holding the horse right on the line? Maybe. Uh, but look, he's no slouch, the winner and, and the runner-up. You know, as I say, you can argue that forever and ran really well, irrespective of whether first or second. Um, was a really good return. Measured, uh, measured up really well. Uh, well, we'll never know with Jenny Jerome because she just never was able to open the throttle at all. So who knows where she would have finished. Yeah, it was one of those uh, races if you uh, were on the favourite in the last. Now, you've had a tempestuous relationship with Espiona. You've been on again, off again. Uh, it's been like a, a a child, teenage, sweetheart love story. Where were you on Saturday? Uh, look, I had a second pick. I I, um, I tipped Ruthless Dame on top, and I think she's the only three-year-old to not win the feature race. Uh, and, and, and another three-year-old was beaten narrowly into third, and she's a belter. Uh, but Espiona actually had a kilo and a half off those fillies, so she was beautifully weighted, beautifully ridden, and knuckled down exceptionally well to score. I mean, there'd been that little question mark over her, but, you know, this stable, what do they do when they get a good athlete? They get them right. You look at very elegant. You look at nature strip. Absolute basket cases early, those uh, those athletes. And Espiona wasn't in that um, stratosphere, but she certainly had some issues to iron out. Um, but, I, look, I've never deserted her. I don't think I've ever tipped her either first, not first or second, and um, she was terrific win. The margin was narrow, but the time was super fast, uh, given that, um, you know, well, ridiculous tempo. Uh, you know, what did they go? Near nine lengths above Group 1 mare's average. So, you know, no surprise, they ran super fast overall time. You know, they've gone 13 lengths quicker than Zugotcha and another filly on the day in the first section and four lengths faster overall. Yeah, it was a phenomenal performance, especially by the runner-up as well off that speed. Did we see a, a, a potential slipper winner on Saturday? Uh, the performance of Steel City was absolutely dominant, as was uh, the run uh, of um, the um, the Coolmore Galloper Shinzu. Mm. Yeah, they were both terrific wins uh, for different reasons. Um, if you're looking at Steel City in isolation, uh, straight to the front, blinkers on, strong as anything through the line, one by a margin. Not many two-year-olds have been able to do that this whole season, have they? Apart from King's Gambit on debut, I can't remember another, um, you know, 2.6 length plus margin. So uh, she was dominant. I think the, the track was certainly a better day to be on speed inside, so you have to factor that in. But she's run pretty useful uh, time, you know, length above uh, class average. She has run quicker time uh, than Shinzu, on the day, um, about, uh, what is that, three lengths faster off a really similar first section. So if purely, if you're looking purely at ratings, um, then she has to be ahead of Shinzu. But then you have to factor in the fact that Shinzu went back, came wide, uh, made a run before the turn, and one running away uh, against the pattern of the day. So, you know, I think this is where um, ratings can play a role, but um, they don't tell the whole story. 
Uh, it's another phenomenal weekend of racing. We're counting down to what's going to be an unbelievable Saturday. Uh, slipper Day and All-Star Mile Day. Have you got a couple of uh, black bookers that we need to etch into the book moving forward? Yeah, look, I think there are a couple of really nice runs. You've touched on Moya Lass, who, who, um, who was good. You know, have to take the run at face stage. I think it was a really nice return from a horse called uh, Dream Hour and Grand Piero in the last race behind Meridius and Co., Bit of a messy race as you've touched on, but a slow speed didn't entitle those off the off the speed to win. But those two horses uh, were amongst the best closing fractions of the day. Worst fold went really well for something easier, um, and you know there's a few. I think Zarex flying in Sydney, so um, a bit to take out of both meetings as you'd expect. Gator, uh, did you do the form for Adelaide Cup Day? Uh, negative, but I'll be keeping an eye on things today. Absolutely. All right. Well, we will speak on Thursday and get your full uh, preview of Slipper and All-Star Mile Day. Enjoy your week. Thanks, mate. I can't wait.